Arts About is brought to you by the generosity of the McClellan Sculpture Park and Gallery. And you're here this week with me, Sally Bailey, and cultural sounding board and artist in residence, John Baird, and uh, Swanee's on the knobs. That's right. And where is Mark? Mark is out of sorts today, sadly, so he's not coming in. Hmm. What happened to Mark? Do we know or do we care? We sure. care, but we don't need to reveal it, I suppose. No, I think we shouldn't probably spread the, yeah. spread the story. Yeah, I care, Mark. <laughs> what are you going to be on about today, John? I'm going to talk about a uh, trip in a combi, both Ooh. hellish and very, very memorable. Ah, okay, well that's good. Just Com- like the song. Is What's, there a song there called a song? Trip in a Combi? Yeah, in a fried out combi or something. Oh, right. I don't know that song. Yeah, it's Down yeah, Under. Yeah. <laughs> Really? You know that song? You know that song that your oh. husband sailed the yacht to? Oh, I beg, do beg your pardon. Men at Work we're <laughs> yes. talking about. Yes. yes. Oh, it's a line from a song. It's not, a partic- it's not the name of a song. I was confused. No. Sorry. That's all right. Anyway, let's get on about the show. This yeah. is Arts About You're Listening To, apparently, everybody. Uh, as well as John talking about combis on the show today, we're also going to be talking with the director of the McClellan Gallery, Lisa Byrne, about some of the goings-on at McClellan Sculpture Park. Uh, on top of the recent opening that we talked about last week, Solid Light and Synth Psych. Um, so there's lots of things that have been happening there. We're going to find out what some of them are. Very we've, good. We've also got the irrepressible Gidgely Walker. She's going to be on the phone to, to tell us about her imminent exhibition, which is called My Art at My Place, which, as you might expect, is on at her place in Sandy Road in St Andrews Beach earlier on next month. I've been to one of those <laughs> events before. Terrific. Yeah, great. Well, she's, mm. she's put another, another collection together, which looks fantastic from the flyer, which is on her Facebook page if anybody's interested to know and have a look yeah, before we they lo- go down there. We mm. love Gidja. We do love Gidja. Uh, now, this is going to be my last show for a while. I'm on the road again with Will and uh, won't be back until the, towards the end of May. So but you, you're, not, you're not on the road again with Willie Nelson? No, you're, I'm not. No. I'm just on the road with Will. Right. And I am, when I'm, I'm going over to Europe, but on my way I'm spending a few days in Abu Dhabi. You're going to go, go to the, the wrong Louvre. I'm yeah. going to go to the wrong Louvre, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to try Maybe I'll even send you a file back about it. Okay. I might do that, actually. That's a good you idea, give us a call at three in the morning. I reckon they'll have some expensive art in there. Of course they'll have expensive art in there because yeah. that will be the tastes, won't it? Yeah, it's about yeah. the swing I mean, tag. Surely all the art that's in the Louvre is very expensive. But no Mona Lisa. No. No. I think there's some Dutch masters on there at the moment. Yeah, they've got the Mona Lisa. Not yeah, in but the other in, Louvre. In Paris, yeah. Anyway, while we get our first guest, Lisa Byrne, on yes. the phone, here's an oldie but a goodie. This is Tim Buckley with Get On Top. Get on top, baby. We're thrilled to have Lisa Byrne, the director of the McClellan Sculpture Park and Gallery, on, uh, and also our major show sponsor on the program today. And we have her on the line to tell us a little bit more about the myriad of things going on at McClelland at the moment. Good morning, Lisa. Welcome back to Arts About. Hello, Sally. It's great to be with you. Lisa, you've passed the one-year mark now, and you're well on your way through your second year. Has it been good so far? It's been fabulous, Sally. There's um, never a dull moment at McClellan. There's always lots happening, building, visitors, exhibitions. So um, I've got a very busy job and I'm loving it. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, there have been some big innovations and most lately with the opening of the Sarah and Bailey Meyer Education Pavilion. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So we had about, um, oh, in excess of 200 people turn up, which was wonderful. And in fact, we had to... um, 
very politely turned some people away because um, everyone was keen to come and see the space and hear Rupert Meyer speak on behalf of the family, uh, one of the um, key donors for the building of the pavilion, known as the Sarah and Bailey Meyer Education Pavilion, and also the Graham Family Terrace. And on that day, we had um, both Rupert and one of the Graham family members, Michelle Graham, speak about the long-standing connection with McClelland and also the vital role that McClelland plays in the arts, both here locally but nationally as well as in its commitment to sculpture and spatial practice. Um, and also what it means just on the day-to-day of having a wonderful cultural asset that people can turn up and you know have a free experience of um, leading practice in this country. Well, there's nothing better than having to turn people away. It means that people are interested in what it is that you're doing, isn't it? That's very true. It is true, but it is also... I, mean, we, I sort of felt that, um, you know, we just opened our venue when we needed one double the size. So it's always that conundrum. So what goes on in the Education Pavilion day-to-day? Day-to-day, well, we the Pavilion is both used for daytime education events and conferences and... And after hours, we're um, getting more and more uh, word spreads, bookings for events and private functions um, outside of the usual gallery hours. But we're having a um, period of sort of rapid programming now that it's open. And um, I could tell you a little bit about what's happening this month, or the mm, last part of this month anyway. Yes. So during the school holidays, we've got um, some programming on for young people to be part of. So tomorrow... We've got a fabulous group, um, 100 Story Building, coming, and we've partnered with them to present a writing and drawing-based program that um, uses the park as its inspiration. Mm-hmm. So for half a day, um, children can come along, um, ages uh, above, just looking at the fine menu in front of me, age seven and above, mm-hmm. uh, and they can come and spend half a day here exploring the park, and then one of the leaders from 100 Story Building gets the children sort of all active and involved in writing about their experience here as a sort of experience of coming to a new land. So the wonderful thing with 100 Story Building is um, their teachers and staff are often employed um, from the theatre industry. So they're terrific presenters and Mm. inspiring presenters for young people and developing literacy skills and communication skills um, in a really exciting way in an extension to their experience at school. So that'll be happening tomorrow. We've so this is a few a school, places left. Yeah, this is, of course, because it's school holidays. That's right. It's yeah. school holidays for your listeners who don't have to worry about that anymore <laughs> or be concerned. Um, and then next week we've got Nature Play happening. So um, on Easter Saturday, um, the 20th of April, between 2 and 3, there's family workshops in the park and uh, they'll be exploring organic sculptural and architectural forms through space, creating huts um, inspired by the Aboriginal Mia Mia with sticks, fallen branches, bark and rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's booking all of, I should say, Sally, to all your listeners, that these things are all on our website and then the May things, which I'll talk about shortly, will all be up and active next week for booking. So all your listeners can jump onto our McClellan website at www.mcclellangallery.com mm-hmm. and book and see the detail there. During May, once everyone's back at school and um, our, our children audience has uh, dropped back a little bit, we'll be back to working with um, leading artists. And our first artist, Kate Road, that we're working with as part of the McClellan Studio Program. I'm quite excited about that. Oh. Yes. 
Yes, yeah, so well, a lot of people, I'm sure, would love the opportunity to learn resin making and casting um, skills from Kate, given she is one of Australia's uh, foremost uh, practitioners in this area. She does absolutely um, beautiful work. That's you know almost it's a cross between I would say uh, sculpture and jewellery. In fact, I think she does quite a lot of sculpture as well. Uh, resin does. resin sculptures. Her, I, I've seen her work a few times and and have been. It's just really magnificent. It is terrific work. So she'll be running a series of four Saturday afternoon sessions between one and four p.m. here in the pavilion. People can book in for those. Um, all materials are part of the course fees, but all materials are covered. There's a light afternoon tea as part of it mm. and a 12-month membership to McClellan, so people can keep up with other things that will be coming. But it will be, you know, Kate isn't um, running workshops very often, so um, for those that are interested, I do advise jumping in because it does fill up very quickly and the class size is very small. So mm. it's a very intensive, um, concentrated experience of making where you will learn a lot and take some things, take the knowledge away with you to be able to do it for yourself later on. It's a, it's a great so new program, a, this bringing artists in to do practical things like this. this. And obviously the pavilion has opened up the opportunity for you to do that. It has. The pavilion is um, in itself, the experience of being in the pavilion is wonderful. It's relaxed, it's inspiring, it's got a beautiful view. Um, the acoustics just lend themselves to for a large room um, to talk, but to just being in the space and being contemplative. So I think as an education space, that's wonderful. Mm. So it's, a, it's an architecturally designed space. Can you remind us who the architects were? I can. The architect was Kirsten Thompson. That's right. From Kirsten Thompson Architects, or KTA for short. Um, and Kirsten's you know, key idea for the pavilion was to bring the outdoors indoors. And um, she has certainly achieved that. Um, we have are finding now that we're occupying the space and working yeah. in the space, we can open up um, three quarters of the glass uh, front windows that look over the park, so that you really do hear the birds and people talking, and actually some of our kinetic sculpture with sounds. You can hear that in the pavilion when you're sitting in there. That's so exciting because, in a way, um, it always felt a little bit cut off from the back part, which is the large part of the garden, when you are in in, in the building the, um, as it was before the pavilion. Uh, well, yes, it's sort of... It's it, a very good point, Sally. It does definitely do that for us. It makes the building itself um, more of a 360 experience mm. uh, and also draws people further into the um, you know the, the larger part of the park, which is behind the building. So we're trying to think of it, yes, very much as a holistic experience now in McClelland, and I think that will definitely encourage people to explore further into the bushland behind the building. Yeah, it also kind of opens up the idea of a, a much more interactive, you might, uh, between the inside and outside. It does, and that's um, something we're very keen on in the future here at McClelland is um, the idea of the open-air museum. Well, that's where all the big art is, of course. We want to be. That's right. Yes, yes. And yes. um, speaking of which, uh, are you anticipating the uh, the gnome arriving anytime soon? <laughs> well, this is the question at the moment. Um, indeed, the gnome is due to be um, removed from its current location at Cranbourne Road uh, in July, August this year, and a new sculpture going in. At the moment, we are holding tight on this new location for the next wee while. It will be a bit of a surprise announcement to come. But indeed, it is 
It is leaving its current home and it will be going to a new temporary home for a little while, but um, I can talk about that closer to the time. Oh, okay. So loose lips sink ships. We're allowed to <laughs> yes, talk about that just yet. Yes, it is. Yes. But, um, <laughs> our next artist, John Mead and Emily Coringanapolis, are working very hard at the moment on um, the delivery of the next large-scale work for Cranbourne Road, Love Flower. I think yep. we spoke about that earlier this year. Um, so that's very exciting. It'll be great to have a new large-scale work there at Cranbourne Road for everyone to have their opinions and comments on um, and grow to love over time. So <laughs> yes. it'll be good. That's great. So um, how th- we, we talked last week with Simon uh, Laurie about the the exhibition, the two exhibitions that are on in there at the moment, Solid Light, which I, um, Joseph, I'm going to try and say it, Joseph Stanislaw Ostoya Kotkowski. How did I go? Well done. I've been practicing, um, uh, and Pia van Gelder. That they're both uh, really interesting exhibitions, working with, uh, looking at the way artists use modern technology. They are indeed. Pardon um, <clears throat> me, uh, Jane Clark, the senior research curator, at the opening on Sunday gave a um, wonderful speech about the significance of. I'm going to call him Stan for short. I know, um, that's what Simon said And that's said what to he say. was known as, even right. though I didn't know him personally, I will say. Um, Stan was um, the, really the foreleader of, you know, ideas in contemporary new media, sound, um, and the ideas of, you know, kinetic work um, in light. And I suppose for listeners, it's the concept of making very abstract concepts in art you know, sort of tangible and by visibility, by making them visible through different types of um, synthesis. And, um, you know, he started working in a figurative way, but where he finished his practice was in a really highly abstracted way through light and sound. Mm. Um, He was not part of um, the sort of major artistry of this country when, in fact, he was working with ideas that are now at the forefront of a lot of artists' practice. Yes. And and reality. And as we were saying to talk to Simon, of course, those those things that have become it's become commonplace now to utilise technology in in art. And at the time, it would have been quite controversial, and and there would have been a lot of resistance to it. Exactly, there, and I think there absolutely was. I think probably, as Jane remarked at the weekend, the fact that um, Dan lived in South Australia possibly removed him a little bit from you know being involved in the discourses in the larger cities, the mm-hmm. art discourses. But at the same time, that might have allowed him the freedom to pursue such, you know, single-minded um, pursuit, his passions and interests in his area, where he may have, you know, that might have had a different um, course if he'd been more attached to the sort of mainstream work of what's happening in Sydney and Melbourne, for instance. Yeah. Um, so he is a very interesting character, but I think he is well known by a lot of artists who work in this area, that is, um, but the greater sort of art historical canon of this country Yes, and, to be fully embraced. And, and Pia van Gelder, her installation is, she's obviously one of those artists who's followed him because, well, she must have if she, if she is working in, those, in that field here in Australia. And but her, she is, yeah. Yes, and, and her, her installation is a very interactive one that you, apparently with headphones. It is. So it's, a, it's actually, it's headphones with a little sensor. So you um, put the headphones on and it has a sensor that sits in the, centre of your forehead and um, effectively what's taking place is it's your brain waves are being um, transferred through this sensor, through a synthesizer and then they're being produced 
used as a visual image on a monitor in front of, well, actually a large screen, I should say, correctly, in front of you. So the um, speed or the activity of your brain waves is reflected in front of you so the audience members can come and experience what that's like uh, when they come to see the um, work. Well, there are so many different ways uh, that... Uh an audience visiting McClellan can now interact with what's going on there. It's really exciting. It sounds like you have uh, really stirred up the pot, Lisa. It's, it's, it's fabulous to see. Um, the best way for all of our listeners to find out about a little bit more about some of the things you've been talking about today is, of course, to go to your website. I will put links on our Facebook page, but just go to the McClellan uh, Gallery and Sculpture Park uh, website. I've said it around the wrong way that time, didn't I? That's all right. <laughs> the website is com. Just, yes, yeah, it's a shorter version. Yeah. And also, yes, as you say, you can also jump onto McClellan's Facebook. We're regularly putting things up there as well as individual events and yeah. Instagram and equally through your Instagram and Facebook. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for, for talking to us today, Lisa Byrne. It's been a great pleasure and uh, uh, a good luck with the next year. Thank you very much, Sally. See you later. That was the Dixie Chicks with Heart as Cold as Stone and you're listening to Arts About on RWP this morning. And coming up next, we're going to be talking with Gidja Lee Walker. Gidja's an ecological consultant and natural systems teacher based on the Mornington Peninsula, specialising in natural systems and the threatened species management. With a Bachelor of Science from La Trobe and a Diploma of Education in Melbourne, she's had for over 30 years, she's been teaching, training and campaigning for the protection of land and country on the Mornington Peninsula, where she's lived for most of her life. And she's also a painter. So it will be no surprise that her work reflects her ecological interests and contributes to her efforts protecting this place that she loves so much. She's soon to show her latest work in an exhibition in her home at St Andrews on the 5th of May called My Art at My Place. And she's on the line to tell us a bit more about it. Good morning, Gidja. Oh, good morning, Sally and everyone. How are you? Very well, thanks. Welcome to Arts About. Yes, Swanee and uh, and John are here too. And John. Too. Oh, hi, John. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, good... so I've got an exhibition at my place on the 5th of May. So we're here. And I've heard, Gidja, that um, we have the Baruli Ulcer to thank for this particular uh, exhibition coming oh, up yeah, so, so soon. Oh, yeah, it's very hard for me to sit still, as anyone who knows me would know that. So um, I've tried to make the most of it. So I've been sitting on the floor painting cause it's a bit hard to stand up. Yeah, so, and, so you ha- you've um, had one of these horrific ulcers on your foot, so I hear. Yes, yes, um, the Borrelli ulcer, the mycobacterium flesh-eating ulcer. So I've had it since last July, or that was when it got bad. So I'm, st- I'm still recovering, but I'm hobbling around today and working. So um, I'm pleased to be able to get this exhibition together, though, and... And it, it's great having it at home. It's a totally different mode from taking it out to somewhere else. Yeah, of course it is. So, so what have you got? You've got you know a body of work, ten, twenty paintings, or that you've been. Oh no, there'd be about sixty. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah, I, I had ninety up last. I had an exhibition a couple of years ago. That's I had right. ninety up, and I sold about fifty. Wow! And so I've still got some of those left, although some of them have sold in the interim. I remember and, it well, um, and I've actually. done a whole lot of new work. So, and I've also got Peter Martin um, joining me with some of his pottery, and he does um, glazing using um, granite um, finds from Hillview Quarry and and local ash from local plants. So, it's got a very zen sort of feel to it. His pottery. So, I thought the two went together well. Fantastic. 
And so it's um it's it's varies in in um, the materials used. Some of them mostly acrylic, um, some gouache. Sometimes I mix in pen, inks, um, sand, a lot of sand in them from mm. the places where the paintings were. And because um, sometimes you're doing if you're doing it on site, sometimes the wind blows and the sand gets stuck to it. So. I just developed that. <laughs> That's fantastic. <further. laughs> I love what you said on your on your website, which was that often because you don't really have a, a proper studio set up, you paint at home. That that you tended to use materials that dried quickly, so you could shove them under the couch when they were. Oh, I consider myself a couch artist. <laughs> That's right. You know, I'd, I'd like the luxury studio. Maybe if I cleaned up the upstairs bedroom, that might happen one day. But um, yes, it's mainly on the lounge room floor, and it's mainly shoved under the couch or in the corner. And we, you know, when you, I was a single mother for years, so having kids, it was very hard to do oils at that time. Although there's now new mediums that dry a lot quicker. But and um, yeah, so um, and, and yeah, I, I tend to paint fairly quickly. Actually, once I get going, mm-hmm. I get an idea. And well, you'd want to be painting quickly if you're going to make ninety of them. You just. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done 90 in the last four months, but, yeah, no, I've done about 20 in the last four months, So, and, and that's added to the other ones, and, and I'm still painting, so I've got ones at home to finish today, and I'm sure I'll do more when I go away to Mount Oak next week, so it keeps expanding. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, it's, it's, it's most of them, they seem very size from quite, from like, oh, some of them are only like 10 centimetres by four, but... Other ones are like two point four meters long, and right. and other ones are, you know, um, a meter by a meter. So there's a lot of variation, and and a lot of variation in topics too, in a way. Although I, I've been missing Mount Oak, so quite a few of them are Billy's boiling on a fire, <laughs> and I quite like the mode of painting fire fires and um, hearths and camps because they're the centre where people gather. Yeah, and then the rest of my stuff is mainly looking at interactions in the bush and quite a few aerial views of things because I tend to be like a little bird and I read a lot of aerial photographs in my day job. So, um, and I do a lot of maps. So, it's sort of a natural thing for me to do aerial views. And, um, and on, I think John, fly. you've noticed mm. before how I twist the horizon sometimes and. Yeah, well, you have a, a, a spectacular view of the world, I reckon. We're very, uh, we're all very fond of what you do, and uh, I'm looking forward to the show in your house. I remember the last one, and uh, that sort of mix of what you do and the informal nature of them being in the house, uh, I think, is a terrific thing, and I'm looking forward to it again. I'm really sorry, I'm going to miss it because I'm not going to be here, Gidja. No, well. Last time I did a video, so I'll get some... Oh, well, someone did a video. They left the sound off, but I'll try and get the video <laughs> happening so you can feel like you're there. Right. <laughs> that'd, be really, that'd be really good. And so how does the day work? I mean, you know, you're inviting people into your home, so... Uh, uh, well, last time I had all the rooms open. Including um, the toilet. And people just went through the house. But this time I think I'm keep the back two um, closed and because I've got a lot of art that I you know, that stays on the walls anyway when I don't have the exhibition. Yeah. Plus, I don't have to clean up the mess, you know, and I can wake up slowly on Sunday morning. And um, so the last, the back two rooms will be closed this time, but I quite I quite like having, last time it was my 60th birthday and I just got didn't tell anyone and got everyone there by default. 
This time it's not. <laughs> um, but I've, I've, we've painted the walls and I quite like, um, I don't mind having people in my house and I've always lived quite communally and most people who come and look at my art are nice and they're my friends anyway. So it just becomes a bit of a gathering and because I can put the paintings up where I want to and then I can look at them and go, oh, no, that would look better over there. I can spend a bit of time on it and make the room sort of a bit of an installation. So I'll have some of my artwork printed onto dunas. Oh, and, really? And some of my dresses. I'll probably wear them. <laughs> um, but um, so I, I'm trying to sort of... It, it gives me the impetus to clean the house up, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bet. It's, sorry, it's Swanee here, Gidget. Are you going to put one on the back of the toilet seat, uh, toilet door? Uh, if you've seen my toilet, you'll realise it's already got fish painted all over it. Oh, so that's um, a nice but one. But I had thought there's one at the entrance of the toilet door, and I'm sure you'd love it. It sounds much more like a happening than an art exhibition. <laughs> well, it is a bit of a social occasion. Yeah, how wonderful. And so, it'll all just come together how it comes together. Whoever turns up, turns up. And I've got a lot of veranda space, luckily. So... So how would people um, yeah, so, find out about it, Gidja? Um, well, if they... Oh, how would they find out about it? Um, I'm putting leaflets around. I'll probably put it on my website, but I haven't got around to that yet, and I'm a bit computer evasive. <laughs> um, I'm putting flies around, but if people want to take it down, it's 393 Sandy Road, St Andrews Beach, 3941. Okay. I could probably post it on the radio Facebook page. Yes, I, I have put it on our Facebook page oh, already okay. for our, for our listeners. Been, that's how adverse I've been. I haven't even looked at the computer for weeks. That, that's, <laughs> that's okay. So uh, we'll definitely definitely do that. So, But the other thing is, of course, your website. What's the name of your website? Oh, it's just Gidja Walker. If you Google Gidja Walker, you'll get to my website. And on it, there's a menu and there's the Gidja Walker artist and there's Gidja Walker Ecologist so, yeah. and teacher. So there's a whole lot of different menus. But if you go to the art one, I'll get that. Um, that you'll be able to... I'll put this, some of the art on that as well. Mostly the art. Some of the art that's on there, it will still be in this exhibition. Mm-hmm. And, um, and other stuff will be new that I'll add when I um, get, get out of the bush and back in front of a computer. <laughs> I'm sitting at the, on moss at the moment. It's lovely. You're sitting on moss, are you? <laughs> I'm sitting on moss underneath tea tree and moon Fantastic. Now, when do you want people to turn up? Is there a time? Oh, it's 11 o'clock until 5. Yeah, great. Okay. And um, I'll probably have some knit by about 3. I'll need something to eat and a glass of wine. So. All right. So for those friends that probably want to turn up for the more social end of the day. In the social occasion. Towards the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, I'd and recommend. I think Raph, and a, Raph said he'd help out making cups of tea, and Inez said she'd bring some nibbles on a platter. So, yeah, there'll be um, and pe- lots of people to talk to as well. It sounds like a great day. I hope you get lots of people, Gidja. Um, my Art at My Place, Gidja Lee Walker, is on Sunday, the 5th of May, uh, 393 Sandy Road. And of course, go to our Facebook page and you will find the link to all of that. Thanks for talking to us today, Gidja. Yeah, Bye, if people Gidja. want to contact me, just go to my website. Oh, yeah, go to, go to Gidja's website. We'll see yeah. you there, Gidja. I might even bring an onion tart. Oh, 
Oh, an onion tart. That is John lovely, does a very John. I'd love fine to see you there. <laughs> All right. See you, Gidja. See you. Bye. That was, of course, the incredible Cockney Rebel with an all-time favourite, Make Me Smile. Yeah, the Cockney Rebel. And now it's time for... John on. There it is, and here I am. Mm. After lounging about on the sofa most of the morning, I'm... Uh... Yeah, it's good that you stepped up to the mic finally, John. Yeah, I, I thought you were asleep. Well, I was. <laughs> yeah, take the sunglasses off. Years ago, yeah, a friend of mine and myself decided to go on a surfing trip because he'd bought a combi van. And uh, it was a combi van with one of those, uh, not a split windscreen, one of the big windscreens on it. Yeah, the uh, 70s ones. Yeah, yep. and uh, there weren't a lot of them around at the time. It was brand new. He'd bought it brand new. And um, it was... An, had been built as a microbus, so it had windows down the sides, and we decided to go up the coast of Australia, up the east coast, and do some surfing. As you do, and as we have done in the triple RPP combi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got as far as about just south of Can River, or just south of Marlow. Yeah, so beautiful part of the world. Yeah, absolutely yeah. gorgeous part of the world, isn't it? A truck went past the other way, and as sometimes happens, it threw up a rock which hit that big windscreen, <gasps> and it just went <laughs> white. Yeah, oh. you know, we couldn't see a thing suddenly. We, we were always um, warned about that. I've never seen it happen, but there you go. Yeah, Good well, sound that's effect, exactly too, because I went what like. happened. And uh, my friend who was driving punched a hole in the windscreen immediately so that he could see at least see where we were going and we pulled over and uh, we thought oh well we'll remove the windscreen carefully yeah so but as uh, unfortunately as soon as we touched it the whole thing just collapsed to inside the car yeah of course everywhere and uh, it was a little uncomfortable a little difficult and a little hard on the upholstery too well, we took off. We were driving without a windscreen. That's and, not uh, good. Got to open the back windows. Because it's a combi, it yeah. was filling up with the air coming in through the windscreen and not getting out anywhere. We had to open the back tailgate of the yeah. car to let the air out. Otherwise, your bottom would lift up. Because uh, Volkswagens are waterproof, aren't they? Well, well, the, well the little close fellas, to, the, yeah. the Beatles. The Beatles were, yeah. There they? was yeah. nowhere for the air to get out if yeah. you didn't open the back of the car. Yeah. And, uh, but it caused a bit of a wind tunnel. And uh, so we had to cover our faces with... um, (laughs) No sound effects, one. (laughs) Yeah, carry on. We had to tie T-shirts around our faces because of the bugs coming in through where the windshield had been. Yep. And drove down into uh, Marlow to an auto um, shop. And the guy in there said... uh, Oh, yeah, right, a windscreen for a combi. It's, it's a new combi. It's a new combi, yeah. yeah. And he sort of got on the phone while we went over the road to the pub. Yep. And uh, we went back an hour later and he said, oh, it's got to come from Adelaide, uh, but I've ordered one, so uh, you'll have to hang around here until the windscreen arrives. In so, Can River. But there's a campsite down along the beach so why don't you just take your uh, take your van down there and you can camp in the van and wait until and pray it doesn't pray it doesn't rain well ah 
therein lies the story, <laughs> I suspect. We took off down the sandy track along the beach past uh, all the little campsites there. Yep. They were all full of people. I don't, it must have been a like a holiday time or something. Yeah. Uh, and we just kept going down this track. And you know how you sort of... You're looking for the perfect spot to camp and you never quite find it and you just keep going further yes. and further and further. Yes, yeah. I do tree. know that. Yeah, there's always yeah. a better one just yeah. around that yeah. tree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little we bit more level. That. And then as we were doing it, it was there was unmistakable smell of smoke started to sort of fill the car through the <gasps> hole where the windscreen was. And then off to the inland side of us, mm-hmm. uh, there was a little bit of flickering going on. Oh, and don't. There was a fire, like a bushfire, full-on crackling, roaring bushfire suddenly. Yeah, in the 70s, they didn't have Elvis the fire bomber no. either, did they? And, so and you'd we just were driven into it down we, a winding we, track. We had driven into it and we were looking for a way to get out. We couldn't turn the car around until, and so we kept going apparently closer to the fire oh, gosh. until there was a little track off down to the beach and we went down this track onto the beach with the combi Yep, and watched this fire get closer and closer, uh, and which it did, and it got really quite close to us. We were sitting in the water... Uh, with wet towels on us uh, and occasionally going up to the car to dampen down the car, particularly the inside of the front of it where the cinders were falling all over it. In fact, it it was dark, it had become night time and the cinders were falling uh, like down towards us and um, into the water and all over the beach and all over the car. And it was, whilst terrifying, it was also rather spectacular. A roaring conflagration. You're Possibly as a result right. of the drugs. Yeah. Oh, but, that may have had and, some and the enhancing odd, effect. And the beers you had as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 Uh, but we, spent, we had to spend the whole night pretty much just sitting there uh, till about four or five in the morning uh, when uh, the wind turned and this huge... Thunderstorm came in from the um, from Bass Strait mm-hmm. and uh, pretty well clobbered the fire. And how, so how fire was fire and brimstone? <laughs> how was that? So you stayed in the water overnight, uh, in and out of the water with wet yeah. towels on yeah. us and uh, keeping the car from burning. And yeah. wow, uh, you never put wet towels over yourself in a house fire, though. No, or wet blankets. It's kind of mm. counterintuitive. No, there was plenty of mm. there was plenty of water for us to hide in. Good, but we sat there wondering what to do next. The whole side of the van was all blistered. All the yeah. paint was blistered. I have just one one more question. The owner of the combi was he a relaxed sort of dude? Because you'd have to be at this stage. Well, he was you? pretty relaxed, right? But that may have been also been the, of the drugs. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> But we're sitting there wondering what to do, and the the tide had come in enough to bury the combi into the sand. The wheels had dropped down into oh. the sand, and it was sitting on its floor on the beach. So you've got rust issues now. Well, we've got stuck issues. We couldn't move the car. <laughs> but then we heard this. The Iroquois. No. It's a helicopter. No. Oh. That's one Iroquois. There was a tractor. Ferguson tractor came down down the beach. And he's heading straight for us, and it was the guy from the caravan park, and oh. he said, oh, I saw you go past last night, and I didn't see you come back, so I was wondering what had happened to you. And uh, 
He said, let's tow the car out of here and we'll get you back to the caravan park. My brother, who has the auto shop, will get your windscreen in in no time, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So we went in and stayed in the caravan park in the the rain in the windowless combi with a uh, tent stretched across the windscreen. As usual, was a most brilliant story, John. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? We need to put these in a collection. Of course, a Gidger Lee Walker's exhibition is on at her place on May the 5th. <laughs> yes, uh, that's a great San... concept, isn't it? Yeah. Art, my art at my house. Yeah, so that's great. So if you can't or can't be bothered finding a gallery or playing the game, and if you know enough people like us, yeah, just Gidger. open your house yeah. and show everybody your paintings. Well, one of the advantages of doing that is that uh, often uh, that art, like Gidge's art and many other yeah. people's art, that its destination is someone's house. So you see it in situ rather yeah. than... Yeah, although it's the... surrounded by a million other paintings, I would imagine. Well, yeah. Uh, Solid Light and Psychic Synth are, are two exhibitions that have opened up at McClelland, exploring the ephemeral arts of two artists from different generations. That's running there until the 14th. And also on there is going to be the uh, various workshops. There's school holiday workshops coming up as Lisa, we, we spoke with Lisa McClelland, Lisa yep. Byrne, of, uh, the director there today. She said there's several holiday programs for kids uh, on at in the new Bailu and Sarah Meyer Educational Pavilion. And also coming up soon after that is um, uh, four uh, day four weekend days with jewellery maker Kate Road and everything's that, for kids these days. So that's yeah. not for that's not for kids. The Kate's Kate Alexander Calder for kids. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We live it's kid worship, and we get to speculate where the gnome might go. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Fun though. speculating. He's yeah. having a little rest off site, is he? Little, Apparently, he's having a little rest sit down before yeah. he goes somewhere. Because yeah. so. he's been standing up all that time, he probably needs to take the, needs take a, a load off. Doesn't he? Yeah, I exactly. suppose it'd be too much to hope for it to go to Police Point, you know. Oh yes, Police Point. Wouldn't that be magnificent? You're sailing out in the Queen Mary, and, and there, yeah. there there's he the stands, <laughs> noble he stands, <laughs> shiny and pointy and friendly. Let's not forget about our good friend Anthony Ransom, really? and with he's about to uh, stage Buckley, the new Australian opera, for the very oh, first yes. time. Yeah, world premiere. World premiere. Uh, it's at the Rosebud Memorial Hall. At the end of April. Yeah, the 26th and 27th of April. Okay, thank you for that. And you get your tickets at Try Booking. I won't be singing, but I did try out. My name is William Buckley. <laughs> yes, obviously yeah. you didn't get a gig. No. Um, I have put a have link to that in an opera on our Facebook page. No, I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to see you in an opera. Yeah. Yeah. You can get kind of chorus A dress-up opera. Yeah, your niece was once in a chorus gig for a humperdinck opera, Little yeah. Red Riding Hood. And uh, our uh, co-host, Mark Stewart, has been in an opera in Has Melbourne. he now? Yeah. Has he Which really? opera? Oh, yeah, he talked about that, One of the he? Wagner's, I think. Oh. Typical. Turgid. Vera Moller's exploration of Victoria's Western Port Bay, A Thousand Tides, is still on at Bunjil Place Gallery until Sunday 9th of June. Very good. Yes. Uh, In the Valley is on at MPRG until the 5th of May. Uh, Let's not forget Mike Nichols over in Merrick's. Oh, yes. I think he's just come out, actually. Has he? Yeah. So we'll have to find out what's coming up next. If you've just tuned in, you've missed Arts About, but you can hear the repeat on Wednesdays at 12. You can listen to Arts About on air, streaming from the RPP Listen app, 
And we also podcast the show that you can find by checking into our Facebook page or visiting the station website. We'll put links to things we've been talking about on our Facebook page, so have a look at that. And if you like us, you'll see regular news about the program and a heads up on what's coming up. We'll be on again same time next week. Not minus, with minus Sally. Me. Minus me, of course. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Sally's and gone for a few weeks, yes. so it's beer and pizza morning. Yeah, we should be able to run the ship aground in five weeks or so. I should expect you will do. Good luck. Good luck with that. And remember, everybody, we may not know everything about art. But we know what we like. Uh, yeah.